Chapter Fifteen of Aunt Jane's Nieces on the Ranch by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Fifteen. Mildred confides in Inez. Mildred had hastened upstairs in alarm at the pandemonium of sound her own cry had aroused, for the baby's screams also gave back a thousand echoes and these sent the little one into fresh paroxysms of terror this won't do at all she said anxiously when baby jane had sobbed herself into a doze with the bottle to comfort her if we scream again it will frighten the child to death perhaps they have heard us suggested inez rocking jane to and fro in her arms perhaps let us hope so sighed mildred presently she went over to the couch and examined the condition of the bedding the linen sheets had withstood the years very well but the blankets and coverlets had a musty smell she spread some of these out to air and then went back and sat beside inez together they watched the light fade until the narrow space was full of creeping shadows the air began to grow chilly so mildred arranged the couch and they laid baby jane upon it covered her snugly with a blanket and drew the silk curtain to shield her eyes from the glare of the candles they had lighted several of these placing them in heavy brass candlesticks which they had found ranged upon the shelves each of the girls took a blanket and folded it about her and then they sat down together to await their fate as patiently as they could they both realized by this time that their dilemma was likely to prove serious Not a sound from within the house penetrated the adobe walls of their prison They were unable to tell if their whereabout had yet been discovered I think it best to wait until morning before we make any further effort to be heard said Mildred our cries would only distract baby and if our screams have not already attracted notice it would be folly to continue them Anyway, let us try to be brave and patient. Something may happen to save us before morning. Even by the flickering candlelight, the place was awesome and uncanny. Inez crept closer to Mildred's side, quite forgetting her former aversion to her companion. Because the sound of their own voices lent them a certain degree of courage, they conversed together in low tones, talking on any subject that occurred to them. At one time Inez broke an oppressive stillness by saying tell me about yourself when you were a girl And why did you leave here to go to New York? Mildred regarded the girl musingly she felt a strong temptation to speak to confide in someone Will you keep my secret Inez she asked yes, of course I do not tell all I know was the reply if you told it would drive me away from here said mildred Inez gave a start remembering that a few hours ago she would have done anything to drive mildred away But somehow she had come to regard her companion in misfortune more favorably a Bond of sympathy had been established between them by this terrible experience. They were now undergoing Whatever their fate might be Inez could not hate mildred after this I do not wish to drive you away she asserted in a positive voice i will not tell your secret for a time mildred mused silently as if considering how to begin 
my mother died when i was a baby said she she was a travis and lived on a ranch near here i know the travis ranch said inez quickly but no travis have lived there in a long time my mother lived there continued mildred until she married my father indeed she lived there several years after for i was born in the ranch house but my mother's people the travises did not like my father and when mother died he took me away to a house in escondido i think he was sent away and the family sold the ranch and went back to england where they had originally come from in escondido an old mexican woman kept house for us she was named isbel ah cried inez nodding her head wisely i know then as mildred looked at her questioningly she added go on my father was away from home much of the time he traveled and sometimes he took me with him into mexico and we went as far south as matanzas and once to mexico city that was when i was quite small and i do not remember much about it but often we came here to visit senor cristoval with whom he had some secret business i have seen him give my father big bags of golden coins although everyone said he was a miser i remember that at one time my father hid in this very wall for a day and a night and officers came to the house and searched it saying they were looking for a smuggler and had traced him here but senor cristoval laughed at them and told them to examine the house thoroughly this they did and went away satisfied afterward my father came out of the wall and took me across the country to san bernardino where we stayed at a friend's house for several days finally senor cristoval came there to visit us and i heard him tell my father it would not be safe for him to return home and advised him to go far away he also gave my father much money and one curious thing which he said to him i never forgot i will keep your fortune safely until you need it was his remark i will hide it when no one will ever find it any more than they could find you ah then he hid your father's fortune in this place cried inez eagerly then her face fell but no she added we have look and there is no fortune here mildred sighed and continued her tale after this senor cristoval shook my father's hand and kissed me for he was always fond of me and went away i never saw him again my father and i traveled to new york and as i was then eleven years of age i became much troubled over our exile and begged to be told why it was not safe for us to stay in california he explained to me that he had purchased laces and other goods in mexico and brought them into the united states secretly without paying the duty which the robbing government officials imposed for that he said he was liable to be arrested and put in prison and if i ever allowed the secret to escape me i would be the means of ruining him i was a very sensitive child and the importance of this great secret weighed upon me heavily my father declared he had done no wrong but i knew that the officers of the law were constantly searching for him and it so crushed me and destroyed my happiness that at twelve years of age i was as nervous as suspicious and evasive as any old woman could be 
She paused and gave a little shudder Said Inez who had listened intently I Know now who you are Your name is Mildred Layton You know that cried Mildred amazed of course I know that when I know your father was the great smuggler that the officers never could catch I am told many stories about Leighton the smuggler and old Isbel who kept his house is my aunt Old Isbel say senor Cristobal gave Leighton the money to buy with and Leighton gave senor Cristobal who loved money so much Half of all he make But no one could ever prove that Leighton was very clever man No one could ever catch him Inez spoke admiringly as if Mildred's father was a hero and Mildred had gained added prestige by being his daughter But the other girl frowned and continued her story in New York She said we lived in a boarding house and I was sent to school My father was not kind to me anymore He grew cross and gloomy and often would say if I told his secret he would kill me I did not tell I kept the secret safe locked in my heart and suffered agonies of apprehension for his sake For I still loved him fondly He now bought a little ship and began to make sea voyages to and from Cuba He would not let me go with him and he only swore when I tried to get him to give up the wicked and dangerous life He was leading Often he denounced Cristobal who had in his possession valuable goods and money belonging to my father but would not give them up because he knew my father dared not go to California to get them For years father continued to smuggle without being suspected Then one morning I received a note asking me to come to the prison to see him They had caught him at last and seized his ship and he said there had been a fight in which several of the government agents had been shot and one killed My father did not shoot he told me but they would blame him for everything He stayed in the prison for a month and every day. I went to see him Then came the trial and he was sentenced to prison for life They they proved that he ordered his men to shoot she added lowering her head as if ashamed Well that was right maintained Inez cheerfully if they tried to arrest him Leighton was right to shoot no Inez he was very wrong replied Mildred sadly I would never be allowed to see my father after he was taken away So they let us talk for the last time He told me they had taken away all his money and he had nothing to give me But that if I could manage to get to California old senor Cristobal owed him much money and and other things and perhaps he would give it to me Although he had refused to give it to my father Afterward they took him away to Sing Sing prison and that was the last I ever saw of him for a year later He died I Do not suppose Inez any girl was ever left with such a heritage of shame and trouble You think me hard and cold, but can you blame me? Always I think someone will discover my secret that they will say I am the daughter of Leighton the smuggler and point the finger of shame at me I was a friendless girl with no money the people at the boarding house would not let me remain And I took my little bundle and wandered out into the street in search of home and employment It was then that a kind lady 
and mrs runyon had pity on me and put me into a school for nurses i was fifteen years old and big and strong for my age at seventeen i was nursing in a charity hospital but my father's disgrace had made me an outcast and prevented my obtaining situations with good families mrs runyon tried to help me but my story was too well known i changed my name from leighton to travis but even that did not bring me better luck for two years longer i worked for a bare pittance and then suddenly a ray of sunshine appeared mr graff came to the hospital where i was caring for an injured child and offered me a position with her cousin out here in california where i had known the happiest days of my life more than that i found to my joy that i was coming directly to the old cristoval house for although senor cristoval was long since dead as i had found out by writing him i remembered the secret rooms and hoped i might find at least part of my father's fortune still hidden there well she added after a pause these are the rooms and there is nothing of value left in them this is the old cristoval home where my father was forced to hide from the law this is the country where the officers hounded the hated smuggler like a dog and finally drove him away and here is the girl inez who has passed through all these scenes and today finds nothing in life worth living for inez took her hand shyly but tenderly mildred she said softly perhaps your life will end here it will be strange will it not if that is so but if we cannot get out it makes a good story to die in this old den of the smuggler your father i will die with you but i do not mind much but mees jane she broke off with a wail of anguish and mildred said hastily inez we must save the baby and if we do we shall also save ourselves come you at least have much to live for you will care for the baby after i have gone far away and you will be glad then that the hated mildred is out of your life but i do not hate you any more cried the mexican girl protestingly i like you now mildred we will be friends and we will be happy together if 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 what inez if we live to get out of this wall End of chapter 15